0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Star's sports podcast. I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and our Chiefs discussion with columnist Vahe Gregorian involves this question. Could this Chiefs team be better than last year's group that won the Super Bowl? We ask because the offense, defense, and special teams all rank high among NFL teams. It's added up to the Chiefs having the best record in the AFC and one that matches the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFL's top record. Vahe and I also look back on last week's victory over the Los Angeles Chargers, and look ahead to Sunday's game at the Denver Broncos. Okay, let's get started. In many ways, the best of Sports BKC because we're here exclusively with Vahe Gregorian.
1: I was wondering how you were going to set that up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know um, how else to get into it. So I. <laughs> well, we can only hope that. Jesse Newell and Sam McDowell will hear this later. Uh,
0: <laughs> and, uh, and we'll miss them today, but they'll be back with us soon. They are on assignment, and um, Jesse and Sam will be back. As I said, they'll be back with us. So uh, Chiefs coming off the 31-17 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. played the Denver Broncos next in the Mile High City. Second meeting in three games between the Chiefs and the Broncos. That's kind of interesting, but... Let's look back a little bit on uh, on, on the game Sunday. It's a 14-point victory, a, a two-touchdown margin in a series that has been produced really nothing but close games as long as Patrick Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert have been going back and forth uh, at each other. And yet I thought this one felt close to me. It felt closer than, than the final score, right? it it was it was a one score game into the fourth quarter with the chiefs leading 24-17 and then they they get the uh, the final touchdown i it felt closer to the, than than a two score game to me
1: it did it did i mean i don't know if you agree with this but i felt like it had basically the exact same vibe as all these other games you know i think it's now i can't remember 8 of 8 of the last 11 games in the series have been by uh well 7 of the previous 10 this felt like a game that was 7 points or fewer and really, the hinge was one drive, right? I mean, other than that, I think the almost the average score of this series lately has been 24-17 Chiefs. It would have been that. It's very close yeah. to that. And um, it, meanwhile, though, actually, they did win by two touchdowns. And I I don't think, it um, didn't feel like jeopardy late in the game because they secured that little buffer zone. Um, and in some ways, I, I think, if you adjust for quality of the opponent, you could you could make a fine case that this was their most complete game of the season, reflecting maybe one of the most complete teams we've seen.
0: Yeah, look, you play all sixty minutes, so uh, the Chiefs did end the game with the ball in their possession and, and, and win by two touchdowns. But I, I, I may, maybe I'm being too influenced by the uh, the couple of plays that I saw from the Chargers in the second quarter when they score on a. 49-yard touchdown run, and they completed drive for another touchdown that included a 60-yard completion. The types of plays we haven't seen against the Chiefs this year. And the bottom line, the Chiefs ended up playing a very solid defensive game. They said these two two plays that worked against them probably accounted for about half of the Chargers' total yards in the game. Yeah,
1: it probably did. And, you know, you might know this even as you're citing those numbers. I don't know this, and I don't remember reading it. Were those the two? Longest plays from scrimmage against the Chiefs this year? The,
0: the yes, they had to be because we I looked that up after the forty nine yard. Oh, that's right. We were run. looking it, at the same it, chart, it, and, and it was yeah. it was the longest. Yeah, and then there's a sixty yard you know completion. Yeah, that Brian Cook actually makes us you know another tackle in the open field to, yeah. to bring the runner down. Chargers ended up scoring, but uh, but they had to work a little harder for that score.
1: But it is look, it is interesting. I think that it's it, it's hard to forget that we saw a couple of those really explosive plays. On the other hand, the signature of the game is what the defense did in the second half, and here we are minutes into this without even mentioning the, you know, uh, uh, meager 424 yards Patrick Mahomes threw for, and the 179 yards by Travis Kelsey, including I think it was 143 in the first half. Um, I'm digressing from the defense here, but but is is isn't the broader takeaway what they did in the second half um, than just that they got you know bit a couple of times
0: yes here are the 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 chargers had five second half possessions they ended in interception punt 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 interception so that's pretty stout on on the part of the of the uh the chiefs defense the first possession that ended in the tipped interception right ameniu got the, his hands on the ball and and Legarius sneed ended up with the with the with the pick that was a, that was an 11 play drive. The uh, the Chargers had gotten into the red zone. And th- what was to me significant about that and I, and I actually asked Andy Reid about it after the game was the Chiefs followed a giveaway with a takeaway. Yeah. And I yeah. thought I just felt that if the Chargers had scored there, you um, know it was the, they were down 7. They were, it was 24-17 at halftime. Yeah. If the Chargers had scored there to tie it up, it is game on. And Chargers n- know how to play the chiefs close they don't always win they've won two of the last six but they know how to keep these games close and i thought here's you know here here's another shot it's another chargers chiefs game that's going to come down to a final possession but that interception just you know started the, the run of stops for the defense in the second half
1: yeah and you know think about this this happens every every play it goes slightly differently, right? Changes the next dynamic. So you don't know what comes next, but I feel like if they score that TD, then I, I I think we're heading to overtime. I mean, it doesn't preclude that the chiefs would have scored another touchdown and all that, but I just think it would have changed the dynamics of the game. And so, I mean, look, this, I, I, I guess I haven't reset the numbers since the 49ers game last night, but um, the chiefs, maybe lead the NFL in points allowed. and Fewest he,
0: points allowed. Fewest
1: points allowed. And even if they don't, um, the Chiefs defense does, if you subtract the nine points that the offense gave up. And that, I mean, in a way it's just a quirky midseason stat to say, oh, that's the, you know, leading the, the, the nation, leading the league in points allowed, fewest points allowed. But, man, think about that. Second still.
0: Chiefs are second in in points uh, allowed, and they are seventh in yards allowed. Average yards per game allowed, they allowed. They are um, they are second in yards per game as an offense and six in points. So that um, so basically, top six seven in offense and defense. Yeah, uh, and their special teams have been pretty good this year. Uh, in fact, I read. Uh, a tweet after the game, or maybe it was on Monday, that in someone's measure, uh, they, they they had a like the uh, sixth or seventh best collective special teams this year. So, if your offense, your defense, and your special teams are in the top seven in the NFL, well, might have a pretty good team.
1: Yeah, you might. And it, what's the, the, the twist on this is that uh, I think there's been a perception that the offense is kind of gunked up and just not doing what it does. And I, I do think because of the fake uh the, the couple fakes that were run successfully on against the Chiefs special teams and the one that they did not succeed on, I think there's a little bit of a perception that special teams has not been that effective. Um so that's that that's pretty tough. And of course what, what what is in this mix that we're not I'm not directly saying is that the defense hasn't been this good this early. Um maybe in any season, certainly in any season under Steve Spagnuolo. And with its well-earned reputation for getting better as the season goes along, and and not just it gets better, but clearly because of a better understanding of systems and how they play together, I think it's reasonable to be optimistic that they're going to be this good or better. Now, the problem is they're going to be playing some better teams. Right. And, you know, however good they are, you know (laughs) – Get, once they get past this Denver game, um, then they got certainly two of the best teams in the NFL back-to-back with the Miami Dolphins in Germany and then the Philadelphia Eagles coming here. So it'll be a different test of what these numbers mean.
0: Agree. Let's go back, uh, before I forget, special teams. I think one of the reasons rank is ranked so high, and you're right, they've been burned twice on fake punts and then didn't convert uh, on a fake field goal um, uh, or a field goal that turned into a, a – scramble, drill, yeah, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, Harrison Butker's 34 for, for 34 on no, yeah. field goals PATs, including yeah. a 60-yarder and a couple of 50-yarders in that Denver game two weeks ago. Tommy Townsend's having a good season, very good season at punting. And uh, and McCole Hardman's 50-yard punt return was a big play in, yeah, in the game. Yeah, all these Sunday. things
1: are and, – and look, the Butker thing really does stand out. Uh, maybe it, it, it's an unfair point of contrast, but this time last year he was still – kind of trying to get it together and i don't think anybody understood how badly he was hurt even when he came back last year how it affected his mechanics and it, seemingly he's pretty healthy now and i mean he's kind of turned into a machine i mean that, that's pretty remarkable remember he had some trouble with uh point afters for a little while and, and things like that and it's just been it's been a terminator and that's you know i i get that that's uh what you have to be in the nfl but, but but you don't know you're going to get that yeah
0: look it's 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 one of the many things that those of us who follow the chiefs just kind of take for granted with them right yeah but he's yeah. always going to make his his kicks and that's yeah. where we've gotten to and listen that, this is how this, this is one of the chapters in the book of being a super bowl champion right uh, uh, you've got one of the best kickers in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Super Bowl champion and and you know, you you mean the same thing, I think, but I'll just add the point that I mean and perennial contender. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and you know, it is funny, I not too much more fun with numbers, but so if you if you took off those nine points, I do think that puts the the Chiefs defense as the number one defense in the NFL, uh, in terms of points allowed, I think. Is it still the 49ers are just ahead of them? Let I me mean, have to check. Um but then uh if you added, let's just say, for argument's sake, 14 that they left on the board against the um, the Jets and against the Bears. No, against Jag- Jets, Jaguars.
0: The yeah, Jaguars.
1: Um, those numbers would look pretty close offensively to the average they've had over the Mahomes years, even though there's been a perception of, you know, offense being off kilter. So, yeah. Um, I guess I feel a little bit like those guys in the uh, Saturday Night Live skit about the Bears. Like you know, any question you ask, the Bears, Bears. it's going to be them. Um, But I, but it's hard to uh, not feel pretty encouraged, for lack of a better term, about where the Chiefs are going.
0: No, you mentioned it though. The schedule does grow some fangs, and and we'll we'll we'll, can't wait for those games. They're going to be a lot of fun. But uh, um, let's let's go back to the defense. Uh, because they, they did have a significant, there was a significant injury on the defensive side yeah. with with Nick Bolton being out. Um, what 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 do we make of that? And and w- a dislocated wrist that will probably keep him out for up to two months. So if he returns in the regular season, it would be late December, maybe the Christmas Day game against the the Raiders. He has been terrific when he's played. Uh, Nick Bolton is just a stellar NFL linebacker. Um, but the Chiefs build in some depth in the, in the off season, so maybe that softens the blow a little bit. Yeah, I do think it softens
1: the blow a little bit with Drew Tranquil being uh, pretty stout, a pretty stout backup who's you know been playing even alongside some too. Um, and you made a, a point earlier today at another speaking <laughs> engagement we had, um, and it was a good point that you know, did Nick Bolton miss three full games yeah. before, him? so. They, they didn't miss a beat. What I find a little more worrisome with this period of time is it's this period of time. It's a it's a longer period. You, you may be challenged with your depth in other ways. Um, I think as sound and uh, and again really stout as Drew Tranquil is. I think he's probably a little less dynamic than Nick Bolton. Um, and I wonder if that catches up with you a little bit more against the Dolphins and Eagles.
0: Right. Um, I'd still throw the Bills and Bengals in there too. I, I would too, and that's that's well, in this
1: window to your point. Well, but yeah. Bengals
0: maybe just uh, maybe just outside. Maybe he'll be back. Bengals come after the Raiders on um, I think on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. But that but um, yeah, I, I Drew Tranquil really played well as with the green dot. You know, as the middle linebacker who calls the you know, basically communicates with coaches, so calls defensive signals in the three games that he started and. Wow. Um, and and that'll be asked of him again. Uh, the Chiefs had with uh, you know, healthy players, pretty decent depth at that position. Now they're looking at um, you know Jack Cochran as the you know as the fourth linebacker with Leo Chanel and Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil. That affects the the, the depth. I, I don't think the Chiefs want to have Cochran out there for uh, he's a terrific special teams player, four team guy, but. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe we'll get to ask Steve Spagnola this week how Bolton being out affects uh, affects the de- the defense.
1: Yeah, and I think he he will certainly acknowledge that it does. He'll will, he will probably speak to the depth, but I think he'll also, um, without giving us the strategy, indicate that they're going to have to, you know, just be thoughtful about how they might mix and match other looks, um, and. You know what we don't know right now is whether you know there's being an appeal made, either by or to Brett Veach, you know, to put up the bat signal and get get some other help. I don't know what that other help would look like at this time of year.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Te- teams are look. Teams are making deals. It's hard to make some deals. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Titans just picked up a. You know, uh, who, who was Eagles. it? Yeah, Eagles picked up a safety, you know, from good safety from the Titans. Things are, you know, it's not the Chiefs have been known to make the midseason deal. Yeah, Um, they they brought in um, players. Melvin Ingram was, yeah, you know, was was one of those types of guys.
1: Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs. I can Uh, remember a few years earlier. Revis.
0: Remember, yeah, Um, and Mike Pinnell. Remember Mike Mike Pinnell, defensive lineman. Uh, was helped the Chiefs uh, down the stretch when yeah. like, maybe in their Super Bowl year? I can't yeah. exactly remember. So yeah, it might have been. It's been known to happen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: No, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. It's interesting. You know, we haven't really had this talk with anybody lately with the Chiefs. At least I haven't. But I do wonder. You know, if one of the things in the advent of this uh, this Chiefs sort of power era, uh, how much less willing they find uh, partners. Um, Uh Yeah. You know, it's just an interesting thought. It's a side thought. But I, you know, and and obviously you're limited more anyway to teams that are probably see themselves out of the running. But who wants to help the Chiefs exactly?
0: Well, not not only, you know, not help the Chiefs, but you could do what the Denver Broncos did last week. And that is when the Chiefs uh, (laughs) cut uh, Keandre Coburn, uh, Broncos picked him up. And you know why the Broncos pick them up, because yeah. they're playing the Chiefs. Two out of three. Yes. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll get rid of Coburn as soon as the game's over, if not sooner. So that's just how it works in the cutthroat NFL. Well, yeah. Um, another topic that you and I discussed earlier today in a, um, in a conversation was, uh, I thought you were we had a little back and forth about Chiefs position groups and Bolton's injury not with, notwithstanding – uh, You know, how do the position groups uh, measure up uh, this year versus last year with the Super Bowl champion? That is, uh, where are the Chiefs better? Where are they worse by position? Not individual players, but by position group. Um, So you're thinking quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, offensive line. You know, and then the three levels on the on the defense. Uh, My contention is. They are as good, if not better at all but one of those groups and the the one that uh the one that I say is is not as good as last year's wide receiver, but i don't think it's i don't think it's a distant second to last year. what do you think uh, by
1: position group is i think i think that's that's how I see it too, and I also agree that I don't think it's as distant as people think i just think you know, I saw Patrick Mahomes, a uh, longtime trainer, Bobby Stroop, had a tweet the other day about uh, or an ex the other day, whatever we call it now, about the receiver group. And he used the term slow cook to perfection. And I, I guess that's another way you could be saying, well, it ain't happening yet. But right. I don't I actually see the rationale for what he said. Um, and I, I think, look, there's been some injuries. Of course, every team deals with that. But also there's been some young guys and it is in the end a brand new i I keep using this word dynamic but it's a brand new dynamic because of the 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 amount of people that are still learning it um the way they all have to work with each other every package is its own dynamic right um and i think we've been seeing it be done by committee and maybe in ways that we're not used to Right. I mean, by this time last year, I'm trying to remember, I don't think we started seeing Juju Smith-Schuster have bigger numbers till second half of the season. Right. Right. In fact, I think there were times early in the season, it was kind of like, but I'm not really sure how he's helping very much. I mean, he had moments, obviously. Um, So if you if you're able to step back and look at it as kind of a whole, like even the way MBS was describing what he does the other day. Right. I mean, he's certainly getting some attention, even when he's not getting a lot of catches, no doubt about that um Rasheed Rice is obviously I think coming into his own Sky Moore maybe they're starting to find a little bit of the, the right niche for him I thought Justin Watson was really doing well um
0: Canary's Tony
1: Canary's uh... Tony it, let's face it he's I don't know if he's a gadget guy but but I I, I don't think he's ever going to be he's not going to have numbers I don't think unless they decide to just flood him a couple times he's not going to have numbers that tell you he's the top receiver ever right I mean be, Partly because you worry about his health, but yeah. but maybe it's just the nature of his game. But we know he is spectacularly talented, and I might be wrong about this player, but I don't think he's I don't think he's dropped the ball since that wretched first game. Um, and I, I, I'm a little surprised they haven't found a little more room for him. And then, of course, I'm leaving out the the real twist to the situation, which is McCall Hardman, and I think I do think McCall Hardman can be the guy that lets them get everything else in order to and that that he is a fit for you know we didn't see him do a jet sweep did we but
0: no um, no i, th- that, I thought my, my, yeah. my money would have been on jet sweep as yeah. the first touch of yeah, the yeah. ball for him in, yeah. in the game
1: but it wasn't but look and he's a he's a show in himself i mean it 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 really interesting to to ponder how much his reincarnation here can make him better fit right we we certainly remembered his previous time as lots of flashes and a number of Patrick Mahomes head shaking moments where he's you know trying to gesture to where he should have been when he threw the ball (laughs) you know things like that but look he came through um, with a couple really big plays the other really big and the fact that those happened after there was some exasperation from observers on high (laughs) um, you know I think tells you that you got to be a little patient about it and am I right he didn't get he didn't even get back in the building till Wednesday or Thursday last correct.
0: week correct correct um, yeah um, he, he uh, maybe two days of practice or maybe one day of practice and then a, a, then a walk. You know, walk through yeah. so no he I don't, I'm not gonna say he picked up where he left off but he he looked he didn't look out of place
1: oh, at all, right. neither,
0: and neither did Charles Amenehue, right? Uh, Boy, no
1: kidding. Uh, mean, what,
0: what a terrific debut for him. Yeah, but,
1: yeah. But,
0: before we get uh, – there's a bunch of branches that uh, I want to pursue here, but we probably should mention um, while we're talking about wide receivers, we don't know if Justin Ross is going to be with the team uh, going forward. You know, he is um, in trouble with the law, and – uh, appeared in court on via Zoom on uh Tuesday and uh, w- scheduled to be released on bond and his next court appearance will be December fourth, according to R. Sam McDowell, who was covering the uh covering the hearing. So uh, listen, he, he he I think he's had three receptions. He had the really nice one along the sideline. I can't remember who it was Minnesota, it. I think. Maybe. Where yeah, yeah. Uh, uh sort of back shoulder throw by Mahomes. Yeah. Malone, so, yeah. But for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to integrate him into the offense in a way that maybe we thought after seeing him in, yeah. in training camp.
1: Yeah, they don't seem to be able to go downfield to him, uh, middle of the field, downfield. I don't know. I don't know what his speed is. I don't know if if it's some issue with the route tree or whatever you want to call it. But uh, it seems he he's a kind of limited package player. But your your broader point is the more important one. Um, I think we're still waiting to learn a, a bit about both his status and the nature of what he's done. Um, so, you know, he's been on the back burner anyway, and if we're just talking from a purely, you know, analytical point about how he fits with this, it, it seems more murky.
0: Right. So you, you've said, I've heard you say it and talk about it and and probably have written it, that um, it takes a Steve Spagnuolo defense a little time to – uh, to warm up to a season, and usually by the second half, Chiefs defense is you know, playing better than it did in the first half. I think there's something different about this year. and My, my initial thought is the Chiefs defense was so young a year ago. Seven of the ten draft picks were defensive players. Uh, they all got to play, right? The Trent McDuffies, the Brian Cooks, the George Karloftis, uh, Williams Watson, and all those guys, they got to play. Well, now they're all a year older and you, you add a veteran like Charles Amenhiu you add a veteran like um Mike Edwards you bring uh you know Justin Reed is a year further along in the in in the Chiefs program all of a sudden you've got some you've got some some experience some knowledge and talent on this defense
1: yeah and i think you hit every one of the the important points here i mean first of all you got they were so young last year Turned out to get get pretty good by the end, but just think about um, not just the rookies, but even Justin Reed being young in the defense. I I would suggest I don't know that I have the numbers to bear this out, but just the eye test. Justin Reed is is a much improved player this year. Part of that, it's a little bit of a cliche, but I think I think it's safe to say he can play faster now because he gets it in a different way and. You know, he's had what, a couple of interceptions the last couple of weeks now. Um, one off the tip ball by a Oh, no, it was in a it, Willie Gay tip.
0: Yeah, it, it was in the previous game. Minnesota, uh, or I can't... Denver. I think he's just got the one interception. Denver, yeah, yeah oh.
1: that's right. Initially, we thought it was him instead of Sneed. Right, right. But I guess the point is that they've got continuity that contributes to, you know, whatever you want to call it. Chemistry, cohesion, um, and... I want to believe that probably NFL, every NFL defensive coordinator has a complicated system, right? But we certainly, I think, can can say with conviction that Steve Spagnuolo's is. And also that Steve Spagnuolo wants to do more and more things. I think that's kind of an interesting point here, too. It's like last year he probably didn't try to do as many things with so many people learning things. This year, I think we've seen some more exotic looks here and there, and um, probably things that, are, that escape the naked eye that we, we wouldn't recognize or I wouldn't recognize that are, you know, more sophisticated. So all of that, um, players coming into their own a little bit, like, you know, unfortunately, Bolton's hurt, but Bolton, Willie Gay, uh, looked the defensive line, sustained the absence of Chris Jones for the, 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 the holdout, and then um, – I think was going to be maybe questionable defensive line, even with Chris Jones back. And it's not been at all. No. And now with a Menahue. Yep. Um,
0: yep. And, and the name we haven't mentioned is having a really nice season is Mike Dana. The, the I other, absolutely. The other I defensive agree. End. So one thing I noticed I um, in, in the Chargers game, and I think we'll see it uh, when the Chiefs play good passing offenses more and more, is the forward defensive end front. Yes, with Jones NASCAR is that yes. what they're calling no, it? that's what that's what they used to write the old Giants NASCAR uh, when when Steve Spagnuolo was the Giants' defensive coordinator with Carl and Dana Amendahew and Jones. Um, that I think is pretty darn effective and has uh, a, a chance to be a real strength for this Chiefs' defense going forward.
1: Well, you got pardon me because I'm looking trying to look up this this point that you got into. I, I crunched these numbers week or two ago about about this but i think two seasons ago was that the season where they gave up a lot of like 30 point games early i mean they've given up more than double this amount of points to this stretch of the season two seasons ago and last year quite a few more and sorry i got distracted by that and i don't know (laughs) how to how else to add to the point you're making but um shrewd signings good drafts i mean especially last year's yeah um and so i i i I like what they're able to do
0: yeah look um so now they've got a little bit of a tricky you know game on sunday it's a game they they should win because they haven't lost to the broncos since 2015 i think it's up to 16 uh the winning streak in the series which is just ridiculous how about this little piece of uh numbers crunching so in the 1960s when the Broncos and the Texans slash Chiefs were part of the AFL the Chiefs won 19 of the 20 matchups 10 years of the AFL they played each other twice each time. so the Chiefs were 19-1 and one, had an 18-game uh, difference in, in, in the series against the Broncos right now the series stands 72-54 to 54 Chiefs so an 18 game difference which means since 1970 the teams have split all their games but it's taken a 16 game winning streak by the chiefs to get to yeah. 500 yeah.
1: yeah against
0: the broncos yeah in in the uh, like in in the nfl uh, the merger era since yeah. 1970 which says to me that's how frustrating it has been historically for chiefs fans pre Mahomes, pre-andy reed i should yeah. say not Mahomes, pre-andy reed with the with the with the denver broncos yeah so i know Longtime Chiefs fans that were just just frustrated uh, tremendously by John Elway, um, by Pey- the early years of Peyton Manning, just anybody the Denver Broncos threw at him, especially Elway, Elway, right? Yeah, are really enjoying
1: yeah this streak. Well, you know, I remember, I, so I got here in 2013, and you know, same season as Andy Reid got here, and and you know, he he made some points about playing that you know needing to win in the division. Each time they played the Broncos, something disastrous seemed to happen. I did the Jamal Charles fumble game. Fumble, yep. Um, and
0: that was and, the last one they lost, by the way. Last oh, was time that the right? Chiefs It was that was the game.
1: And uh, longtime listeners will will recognize the fact that that was September 2015, and that among the things that have happened <laughs> that, that show us the distance between now and then was that the Royals were about to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just quite a long time, and and but is that is that series not maybe the most indicative thing of the change in fortunes and like how chiefs fans view themselves? Like they've got their Elway, way, you know, right. they've got their, you know, this is the chiefs and, and look, maybe he'll supersede some of their numbers by the time this is all over.
0: Yep. Peyton Mannings.
1: I mean, and so, but I think the reason you're bringing this up is I don't know how you define a so-called trap game. It's a little bit of a, you know, odd term, but, but whatever it is i think this is it right
0: yes you know
1: you're coming off you just beat these guys again
0: right coming off of beat these guys but you're coming off of uh you know probably the most complete victory of the season right feel good feel about good. It, about it uh yeah. and on the other side of denver you've got the trip to germany and the miami dolphins yeah. a game that everybody's anticipating yeah. and in between you've got the dolphins who you you don't lose to who you know you you pushed around in the you know two weeks earlier and, however, however, Bronco's coming off a victory.
1: Bronco's coming off a victory. victory.
0: They're, they're, they are playing better defense. Um, it's not the defense that gave up 70 to Miami earlier this year. So, a little bit of a interesting, you know? Yeah. I think you're, you know what, I think it actually,
1: and it's hard to get into all these head games, right, but I think it actually is good for the Chiefs that the Broncos won. Because I think no matter what, it helps get the attention again a little way. I also think, it if they're if they're not as intense about this game as they should be it won't be because the coaching staff wasn't trying to shake them up and say look you got to show up I, and i do think you know we've talked to these guys about these topics a few times but i do think there's something um there's something to this dominance of the afc west that is is the Chiefs get. That it's got to bring out that it's it's another depth of of competition than a regular game they get it and and they also get that most of these games actually do come down to the last to a play or two even though they always win right right. (laughs) it seems to always be a player two and so you know patrick mahomes has never lost to the broncos
0: he's never lost an AFC West game on the road
1: and never lost an AFC West game on the road. And he's now is it 29 and three against the AFC West in games. He started. It's unbelievable. It's it's uncanny. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll have a burn to, you know, continue improving that record. And I think he has a way of it. Look, most quarterbacks do right. But the best are ones that connect with their team and you know, we know this from observations of Patrick anyway, but that the, the quarterback series really brought this home. How how sort of he infuses himself into the team in a way that most like Kirk Cousins is fine. And Marcus Mariota was you know, less than fine in that in that documentary. But but these guys, Patrick, they respond to Patrick. And, you know, for all of Patrick's other attributes, the, the fire inside is is pretty front and center.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any way in the world the Chiefs won't be ready to play on Sunday. We never—I can't remember ever saying that about an Andy Reid coach team, and I certainly don't believe we've ever said that. Even in hindsight, even after a Chiefs loss, I don't think we've ever thought, "Well, they just weren't ready." You know, the to one
1: time was that—was it that Green Bay game or was it that Pittsburgh game?
0: Well, they—they got crushed in both of them, but that wasn't yeah.
1: Patrick Mahomes. It, yeah, it was pre—yeah, pre. Yeah, pre Pre Mahomes, no, no doubt. But I, I was just thinking in the Andy Reid era, there very few. Those two were the ones where, you know, he was just kind of ashen afterwards, and and I think it reflected not being ready for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I do. I remember both of those games. Yeah, um,
1: go, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Well, but I I don't. Um, if, if the Chiefs lose this game, they will have committed four turnovers. They'd, they they will lost seriously lost turnover battle. Um. You know, Russell Wilson will have had the game of his Broncos' life. The the Broncos will have uh, limited the Chiefs to like eight possessions in the game. Uh, all the things that uh, that opponents try to do to the Chiefs, but aren't usually aren't good enough yeah. to accomplish. That's what I think. That's the way. The only way the Chiefs lose.
1: What I look forward to in this game, really, Ashley, is the continued evolution of how they how they. Um, weave in the receivers and what they emphasize i really do i really look forward to that i, I think we'll get a little more information about how maybe how they view mccall hardman which may be different than how we view it um i think rice really is not just you know going to be good that he, he is good um maybe there's a little more spark in the mvs game now i think sky moore got some traction the other you day did. i
0: think so tony too and I mean... tony
1: too um I think it was just one catch to Tony, but but he should have had a touchdown. Patrick forced the the ball in the middle to Kelsey when he was wide open, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that that's kind of the beauty of this. I think they could, you know, could kind of unleash any different form of things anytime. time, and you know, we've never really, and I don't think Andy Reid would give it away, but I, it, to me, a fascinating thing about this whole thing, the whole nature of how they construct the season is. How much? I'm not saying they're holding back things, but how much they make the offense evolve and to blossom theoretically in the playoffs. In other words, that they're this is in stages and chapters to them as they assemble this. And I, I, I'm not really sure exactly what what I what I'm even trying to express, but I but I think that they understand it's it's a work in progress to build what they're going to be, and that that only really happens through the games. I don't know. I, it, 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 you know, when Andy's career is done, if we sit down and talk with him, I'd, I'd be interested to know if he could speak to how you construct a season plan. Build,
0: build toward yeah. the, the end. Build, yeah, build with a Super Bowl in mind. Yeah, um, listen, any he, he will, and most all coaches and all the good ones will tell you it's week. You know, week to week, they don't even away this week. Gotta gotta, gotta, don't, yeah, don't even yeah. know who they're playing on the other side and all that yeah. cliche yeah. stuff, but. Yeah, I got to admit when it you know I got to think that when it even when it comes to uh, the way uh, players are utilized and the types of plays that are called that there is a build uh, when when you have a good team and you have a yeah. you know trans, you know a player transcendent player like Patrick Mahomes yeah. maybe a, a team like the Chiefs with a coach like Andy Reid can think that way that you know think long term yeah. uh, within a season
1: yeah and yeah
0: uh, you're right I would that would be a fun conversation yeah. To have in an honest moment with andy Reid.
1: yeah maybe you know if we get in his office in the, after the super bowl <laughs> you know, while they're celebrating in the locker room one of these years we'll get in there don't you this is a side point but don't you feel like if you had to guess they're going to win at least two more super bowls in the mahomes era at least and isn't that something to say well and it, it, but it's it's absolutely how i feel
0: I feel and it at too. least is
1: what, is what I feel. Well,
0: I, I think about it um, almost when I look back at what the Patriots did, they won three and four years and then didn't win another one for almost a decade. Yeah. And then they won three and five years yeah. and they changed over, you know, Tom Brady was the constant throughout all in Belichick, but everything else changed for him. I think we're nearing the end of the Mahomes one era. And maybe that's, Chris Jones leaving and and Travis Kelsey oh, aging and yeah. where maybe there's a, one or two more Super Bowls to be had here, but then there's a different cast um, and, and 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 maybe this will be different. Maybe there's no drop off or no um, you know non Super Bowl contending years. Let's, even when the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl, they went to a couple of them, just didn't win yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, the both Giants losses were yeah. within that. So, um, but anyway, that's that's how I look at it. That maybe. You know the 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 stars that Mahomes has you know played with and who have helped won the Chiefs win Super Bowls may be nearing the end of their time with as Chiefs, and and it'll be it'll be up to the Brett Veach, yeah. especially to identify the next group.
1: Well, look and and as you speak to this, I mean, here's the thing, and here's why the receiver situation hasn't necessarily concerned. Like why well, you can feel like okay, they can afford to let that. Uh, evolve and grow is because of travis kelsey and really other than patrick he's to me clearly the most irreplaceable player and if if you even took him off of this team what would their record be well it it wouldn't be this it's (laughs) 0-1 and we know it's 0-1 this year and it yeah and it wouldn't it wouldn't be this um and to your point what what can you reasonably expect Travis Kelsey's next few years to be like. i got to figure he's got at least two more years as the Travis Kelsey we know, but maybe it's really only one more full year as the Travis Kelsey we know.
0: He's had an amazing three-game stretch here.
1: He has. I mean, you know, the joke is, it, you know, he's gotten better with age. October 5th was his birthday. Um, I like Andy Reid said something like, we can't all say we're getting better with age as he turned to Adam Teicher and Adam <laughs> gave it back to Andy and said <laughs> – Speak for yourself, I think. I can't remember <laughs> how we phrase it exactly, but I was playful, Andy, after, after that game. But anyway, that, that look, that's, I, I think that really feeds into your theory. I mean, that phase one is probably about another three-year window total. And look, it doesn't mean that there's an interlude. Right, right. I don't know. But as we know it.
0: Yeah, it'll be with a different... Yeah. Largely different cla- uh, yeah. Cla- cast of characters. Yeah. So anyway. All right, Vahe. Great conversation. I'll see you in Denver. Yeah. Okay, Blair. That'll do it for today. Thanks to Monty Davis for producing this episode and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Randy Mason, Todd Feedback, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian for sharing his insights. The Star produces the nation's best digital sports page. It's called Morning Sports Edition and it includes all of our chiefs coverage, the Royals, the colleges, Sporting KC, the KC Current and more. Even more space is devoted to sports from around the nation and the globe. Today's edition was more than 40 pages. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC where we talk sports in and around Kansas City.